Chapter Three, Part Four of Principles of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Principles of Geology by Charles Lyell. Chapter Three, Part Four. Morrow, 1740 lazaro moro in his work published in seventeen forty on the marine bodies which are found in the mountains attempted to apply the theory of earthquakes as expounded by strabo pliny and other ancient authors with whom he was familiar to the geological phenomena described by vallisneri his attention was awakened to the elevating power of subterranean forces by a remarkable phenomenon which happened in his own time and which had also been noticed by vallisneri in his letters a new island rose in seventeen o seven from deep waters in the gulf of santorin in the mediterranean during continued shocks of an earthquake and increasing rapidly in size grew in less than a month to be half a mile in circumference and about twenty-five feet above high-water mark it was soon afterwards covered by volcanic ejections but when first examined it was found to be a white rock bearing on its surface living oysters and crustacea in order to ridicule the various theories then in vogue moro ingeniously supposes the arrival on this new island of a party of naturalists ignorant of its recent origin one immediately points to the marine shells as proofs of the universal deluge another argues that they demonstrate the former residence of the sea upon the mountains the third dismisses them as mere sports of nature while a fourth affirms that they were born and nourished within the rock in ancient caverns into which salt water had been raised in the shape of vapor by the action of subterranean heat moro pointed with great judgment to the faults and dislocations of the strata described by vallisneri in the alps and other chains in confirmation of his doctrine that the continents had been heaved up by subterranean movements he objected on solid grounds to the hypothesis of burnett and of woodward yet he ventured so far to disregard the protest of vallisneri as to undertake the adaptation of every part of his own system to the mosaic account of the creation on the third day he said the globe was everywhere covered to the same depth by fresh water and when it pleased the supreme being that the dry land should appear volcanic explosions broke up the smooth and regular surface of the earth composed of primary rocks these rose in mountain masses above the waves and allowed melted metals and salts to ascend through fissures the sea gradually acquired its saltness from volcanic exhalations and while it became more circumscribed in area increased in depth sand and ashes ejected by volcanoes were regularly disposed along the bottom of the ocean and formed the secondary strata which in their turn were lifted up by earthquakes we need not follow this author in tracing the progress of the creation of vegetables and animals on the other days of creation but upon the whole it may be remarked 
that few of the old cosmological theories had been conceived with so little violation of known analogies generelli's illustrations of moro seventeen forty nine the style of moro was extremely prolix and like hutton who at a later period advanced many of the same views he stood in need of an illustrator the scotch geologist was hardly more fortunate in the advocacy of playfair than was moro in numbering amongst his admirers cirillo generelli who nine years afterwards delivered at a sitting of academicians at cremona a spirited exposition of his theory this learned carmelitan friar does not pretend to have been an original observer but he had studied sufficiently to enable him to confirm the opinions of morrow by arguments from other writers and his selection of the doctrines then best established is so judicious that a brief abstract of them cannot fail to be acceptable as illustrating the state of geology in europe and in italy in particular before the middle of the last century the bowels of the earth says he have carefully preserved the memorials of past events and this truth the marine productions so frequent in the hills attest from the reflections of lazaro moro we may assure ourselves that these are the effects of earthquakes in past times which have changed vast spaces of sea into terra firma and inhabited lands into seas in this more than in any other department of physics are observations and experiments indispensable and we must diligently consider facts the land is known wherever we make excavations to be composed of different strata or soils placed one above the other some of sand some of rock some of chalk others of marl coal pumice gypsum lime and the rest these ingredients are sometimes pure and sometimes confusedly intermixed within are often imprisoned different marine fishes like dried mummies and more frequently shells crustacea corals plants etc not only in italy but in france germany england africa asia and america sometimes in the lowest sometimes in the loftiest beds of the earth some upon the mountains some in deep mines others near the sea and others hundreds of miles distant from it woodward conjectured that these marine bodies might be found everywhere but there are rocks in which none of them occur as is sufficiently attested by valisneri and marsili the remains of fossil animals consist chiefly of their more solid parts and the most rocky strata must have been soft when such exuvia were enclosed in them vegetable productions are found in different states of maturity indicating that they were embedded in different seasons elephants elks and other terrestrial quadrupeds have been found in england and elsewhere in superficial strata never covered by the sea alternations are rare yet not without example of marine strata with those which contain marshy and terrestrial productions marine animals are arranged in the subterraneous beds with admirable order in distinct groups oysters here dentalia or corals there etc as now according to marsili 
on the shores of the adriatic we must abandon the doctrine once so popular which denies that organized fossils were derived from living beings and we cannot account for their present position by the ancient theory of strabo nor by that of Leibniz, nor by the universal deluge as explained by woodward and others nor is it reasonable to call the deity capriciously upon the stage and to make him work miracles for the sake of confirming our preconceived hypothesis i hold in utter abomination most learned academicians those systems which are built with their foundations in the air and cannot be propped up without a miracle and i undertake with the assistance of moro to explain to you how these marine animals were transported into the mountains by natural causes a brief abstract then follows of moro's theory by which says generelli we may explain all the phenomena as valisneri so ardently desired without violence without fictions without hypothesis without miracles the carmelitan then proceeds to struggle against an obvious objection to moro's system considered as a method of explaining the revolutions of the earth naturally if earthquakes have been the agents of such mighty changes how does it happen that their effects since the times of history have been so inconsiderable this same difficulty had as we have seen presented itself to hook half a century before and forced him to resort to a former crisis of nature but generelli defended his position by showing how numerous were the accounts of eruptions and earthquakes of new islands and of elevations and subsidences of land and yet how much greater a number of like events must have been unattested and unrecorded during the last six thousand years he also appealed to valisneri as an authority to prove that the mineral masses containing shells bore upon the whole but a small proportion to those rocks which were destitute of organic remains and the latter says the learned monk might have been created as they now exist in the beginning generelli then describes the continual waste of mountains and continents by the action of rivers and torrents and concludes with these eloquent and original observations is it possible that this waste should have continued for six thousand and perhaps a greater number of years and that the mountains should remain so great unless their ruins have been repaired is it credible that the author of nature should have founded the world upon such laws as that the dry land should forever be growing smaller and at last become wholly submerged beneath the waters is it credible that amid so many created things the mountains alone should daily diminish in number and bulk without there being any repair of their losses this would be contrary to that order of providence which is seen to reign in all other things in the universe wherefore i deem it just to conclude that the same cause which in the beginning of time raised mountains from the abyss has down to the present day continued to produce others in order to restore from time to time the losses of all such as sink down in different places or are rent asunder or in other ways suffer disintegration 
if this be admitted we can easily understand why there should now be found upon many mountains so great a number of crustacea and other marine animals in the above extract i have not merely enumerated the opinions and facts which are confirmed by recent observation suppressing all that has since proved to be erroneous but have given a faithful abridgment of the entire treatise with the omission only of moro's hypothesis which generally adopted with all its faults and excellences the reader will therefore remark that although this admirable essay embraces so large a portion of the principal objects of geological research it makes no allusion to the extinction of certain classes of animals and it is evident that no opinions on this head had at that time gained a firm footing in italy that lister and other english naturalists should long before have declared in favour of the loss of species while scylla and most of his countrymen hesitated was perhaps natural since the italian museums were filled with fossil shells belonging to species of which a great portion did actually exist in the mediterranean whereas the english collectors could obtain no recent species from such of their own strata as were then explored the weakest point in moro's system consisted in deriving all the stratified rocks from volcanic ejections an absurdity which his opponents took care to expose especially vito amici moro seems to have been misled by his anxious desire to represent the formation of secondary rocks as having occupied an extremely short period while at the same time he wished to employ known agents in nature to imagine torrents rivers currents partial floods and all the operations of moving water to have gone on exerting an energy many thousand times greater than at present would have appeared preposterous and incredible and would have required a hundred violent hypotheses but we are so unacquainted with the true sources of subterranean disturbances that their former violence may in theory be multiplied indefinitely without its being possible to prove the same manifest contradiction or absurdity in the conjecture for this reason perhaps moro preferred to derive the materials of the strata from volcanic ejections rather than from transportation by running water marsili marsili whose work is alluded to by generelli had been prompted to institute inquiries into the bed of the adriatic by discovering in the territory of parma what spada had observed near verona and schiavo in sicily that fossil shells were not scattered through the rocks at random but disposed in regular order according to certain genera and species vitaliano donati seventeen fifty but with a view of throwing further light upon these questions donati in seventeen fifty undertook a more extensive investigation of the adriatic and discovered by numerous soundings that deposits of sand marl and tufaceous incrustations most strictly analogous to those of the sub-apennine hills were in the act of accumulating there he ascertained that there were no shells in some of these submarine tracts while in other places 
they lived together in families particularly the genera arca pecton venus murex and some others he also states that in diverse localities he found a mass composed of corals shells and crustaceous bodies of different species confusedly blended with earth sand and gravel at the depth of a foot or more the organic substances were entirely petrified and reduced to marble at less than a foot from the surface they approached nearer to their natural state while at the surface they were alive or if dead in a good state of preservation baldassari a contemporary naturalist baldassari had shown that the organic remains in the tertiary marls of the sienese territory were grouped in families in a manner precisely similar to that above alluded to by donati buffon seventeen forty nine buffon first made known his theoretical views concerning the former changes of the earth in his natural history published in seventeen forty nine he adopted the theory of an original volcanic nucleus together with the universal ocean of Leibnitz. by this aqueous envelope the highest mountains were once covered marine currents then acted violently and formed horizontal strata by washing away solid matter in some parts and depositing it in others they also excavated deep submarine valleys the length of the ocean was then depressed by the entrance of a part of its waters into subterranean caverns and thus some land was left dry buffon seems not to have profited like Leibnitz and moro by the observations of steno or he could not have imagined that the strata were generally horizontal and that those which contain organic remains had never been disturbed since the era of their formation he was conscious of the great power annually exerted by rivers and marine currents in transporting earthy materials to lower levels and he even contemplated the period when they would destroy all the present continents although in geology he was not an original observer his genius enabled him to render his hypothesis attractive and by the eloquence of his style and the boldness of his speculations he awakened curiosity and provoked a spirit of inquiry amongst his countrymen soon after the publication of his natural history in which was included his theory of the earth he received an official letter dated january seventeen fifty one from the sarbonne or faculty of theology in paris informing him that fourteen propositions in his works were reprehensible and contrary to the creed of the church the first of these obnoxious passages and the only one related to geology was as follows the waters of the sea have produced the mountains and valleys of the land the waters of the heavens reducing all to a level will at last deliver the whole land over to the sea and the sea successively prevailing over the land will leave dry new continents like those which we inhabit buffon was invited by the college in very courteous terms to send in an explanation or rather a recantation of his unorthodox opinions to this he submitted and a general assembly of the faculty having approved of his declaration he was required to publish it in his next work 
the document begins with these words i declare that i had no intention to contradict the text of scripture that i believe most firmly all therein related about the creation both as to order of time and matter of fact and i abandon everything in my book respecting the foundation of the earth and generally all which may be contrary to the narration of moses the grand principle which buffon was called upon to renounce was simply this that the present mountains and valleys of the earth are due to secondary causes and that the same causes will in time destroy all the continents hills and valleys and reproduce others like them now whatever may be the defects of many of his views it is no longer controverted that the present continents are of secondary origin the doctrine is as firmly established as the earth's rotation on its axis and that the land now elevated above the level of the sea will not endure for ever is an opinion which gains ground daily in proportion as we enlarge our experience of the changes now in progress targioni seventeen fifty one targioni in his voluminous travels in tuscany seventeen fifty one and seventeen fifty four labored to fill up the sketch of the geology of that region left by steno sixty years before notwithstanding a want of arrangement and condensation in his memoirs they contain a rich store of faithful observations he has not indulged in many general views but in regard to the origin of valleys he was opposed to the theory of buffon who attributed them principally to submarine currents the tuscan naturalist labored to show that both the larger and smaller valleys of the apennines were excavated by rivers and floods caused by the bursting of the barriers of lakes after the retreat of the ocean he also maintained that the elephants and other quadrupeds so frequent in the lacustrine and alluvial deposits of italy had inhabited that peninsula and had not been transported thither as some had conceived by hannibal or the romans nor by what they were pleased to term a catastrophe of nature layman seventeen fifty six in the year seventeen fifty six the treatise of layman a german mineralogist and director of the prussian mines appeared who also divided mountains into three classes the first those formed with the world and prior to the creation of animals and which contained no fragments of other rocks the second class those which resulted from the partial destruction of the primary rocks by a general revolution and a third class resulting from local revolutions and in part from the deluge of noah a french translation of this work appeared in seventeen fifty nine in the preface of which the translator displays very enlightened views respecting the operations of earthquakes as well as of the aqueous causes End of chapter three part four